You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Nathan Ballingrude's new sh- Nathan Ballingrude's new short story collection, North American Lake Monsters, looks at the people we don't normally see when we pass them in the grocery store. In this reading from his short story, The Good Husband, the wife has left the house. The clamor of the highway, the stink of oil and gasoline, the buffeting rush of traffic, all served to deepen her sense of displacement. The world was a bewildering foreign place, the light to low-grade burn and the stain on the air, the rushing cars on the highway, a row of gnashing teeth. But ahead, finally, opening along the silent acres to her left, was the cemetery. Nathan, your stories feature such real, gritty, perfectly conceived characters who are all in a state of economic distress. I'd like you to talk about how this collection and many of the stories in it evoke the current state of our economic distress. That wasn't intentional, but it was just a desire to write about myself, my own situation, and the people that I interact with on a daily basis, about the people in my life. I think I have an obligation to write about life as I see it, almost a journalistic impulse, if that makes any sense in the context of a fantasy story. These brushes with the supernatural have consequences for the characters that are reminiscent of the kind of consequences that real-life events have. I try to think of it as how people would actually react, how I would actually react. And so I think about it in the context of reality. It was very important to me in these stories to be grounded in realism, that the fantasy would be kind of a filigree almost, or an intruding element. And so the reactions to it would be, I think, naturalistic as well. I'm thinking about the characters in Wild Acre who see something that appears to be a werewolf and afterward are just simply traumatized by the event. In that particular story, my thought was the character would not go and tell everybody he saw a werewolf because he would be regarded as a crackpot. He would keep that to himself. It's also in his nature as a kind of a stoic character to keep all of this to himself. And so he reacts to the world around him in the context of that attack. He's seen an impossible thing, a thing he doesn't even really believe in himself, but he has to has to deal with the fallout of it and the evidence of it regardless. And so without giving a name to what happened to him, he has to deal with the effects of it. He's got to deal with the fact that he didn't act to save anybody, that he can't save his concept of himself anymore either. In The Good Husband, we meet a man whose deeply depressed wife has attempted suicide multiple times. And I think one of the most powerful aspects of the story is not necessarily the supernatural thing that happens, although that's quite frightening, but his reaction to her depression. And I think that the way you balance those two aspects of the story is lends it a real intense tension. To make a story powerful, you have to write about things that are unpleasant to even acknowledge. I've spent a lot of time in my life with people who are depressed and have suffered to myself a little bit, and I think that one of the things people don't like to talk about, but it, but is true, is that people around it get tired of it, and they have these uncharitable thoughts about it. It exhausts them. It's exhausting to deal with. This is something that I feel like is necessary as a writer, is to look at parts of yourself that are that are horrific, that are embarrassing and shameful, and, and write about them, be frank about them. Nathan Ballingrude's new collection of short stories is North American Lake Monsters. With time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. To find out more, go to agonycolumn.com. 
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony.